Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Right now, small businesses have to be more efficient than ever. Every hire is critical, so go to Indeed, the number one job site in the world. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, y'all. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, holding it down with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. For those of you who are new to this show, welcome, welcome. This is really our weekly recap of all the big stories around Apple, the tech world, how it's all related. So thank you for coming. For all of you who have been here since the beginning, since the middle, thank you so much. This is episode 131. Sheesh. Thank you so much for all of you who have been riding with me. Uh, I appreciate it so much. And also, be a part of the show. We like to make it all about you as well. All you have to do is record a voice memo that is whether you're on a phone or a computer, whatever platform it is, record that voice memo and then email it along to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow with a Z and we'll put it in the show. So this week... Not the biggest rumor news again, but some big news around Apple. They just reported their latest earnings, but it also gave us some insight into what's coming for the next iPhone. So because we have some fun, you know, legal stuff, we're talking about Apple's recent hearings, also the settlement plan. I got to bring in our legal expert, Gil Cabrera. So he's going to join the show. And thank you all for, you know, sticking with me. This show is supported by all of you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how to do it. It is completely independent, and I thank you so much for your support. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to $5, which is a cup of coffee, $10, $25, the $100 platinum level. There's also different benefits, early access to content. I just put out a video that will be dropping on Monday, but Patreon subscribers will be able to see it as of right now. Also, completely ad-free versions of this show. You're going to really like that. Trust me. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how to support it. And I'm so grateful for all of your support. All right, let's just get into the show. This is all things Apple happening this week. What's up, everybody? I told you Gil Cabrera was coming back to the show. He's back in the house. G Money, welcome back, bro. Thanks, BT. Thanks for breaking up the monotony of my groundhog days. <laughs> it's a. It's been a long time since we last talked, friend. Oh man, I it feels like it feels like minutes. Uh. <laughs> From you know what I'm just gonna say it right now for those of you who don't know, look, we aren't always perfect in this world, and sometimes you record the podcast, and for whatever reason, it decides to use your computer mic instead of the quote unquote professional level mic that you purchased specifically for the podcast. So Gil was so kind with his time. Thank goodness the quarantine that uh, we can do the show one more time. The, the good news is you figured it out before I had to go get my sushi tonight. So it's all good. <laughs> all right. All good. So what we're going to talk about is obviously this week Apple reported their latest earnings. And in a surprise, the they hit record numbers. But there's some really interesting news that came out specifically from those earnings. We will get to kind of the nitty-gritty breakdown of the numbers. But in that um, quarterly earnings report, Apple came out and said, um, guess what, guys? We will be late to this year's iPhone 12 models release will be late by a few weeks. And this is, you know, we've heard these rumors that maybe Apple might be coming out with them later. There's never been any confirmation, but Apple went on the record and confirmed that they will be available a few weeks later. Kind of a surprise um, that they would come right out and say it in the earnings report, but they did. So Gil, I must ask you, uh, does this matter to you? Were you going to get them right away or were you kind of on a wait and see holding pattern? Uh, so in, in theory, I'm not buying an iPhone 12. Uh, talk to me in October. We'll see if I if I held strong against that. Um, I, I you know my, my my only reaction to this is I'm surprised it's only um, you know <laughs> a few weeks can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. I think of a few weeks as three weeks. So if it's only you know three or four weeks, that's not a terrible delay when you think of the worldwide disruptions that we are experiencing generally. Um, and that you know that includes all the desi- all the designers and all the all the techs that are in California that's also gotten disrupted as well as the manufacturing process. So um, it actually seems not that bad to me. <laughs> to think, be honest with you, <laughs> I think you make a good point because look, the coronavirus basically 
took took us out for well we're still recovering but took factories out at least for about a month and so um you know sure they they might be a little ahead of ahead of their timetable so that gives that the little leeway but two to three weeks doesn't if that's the case doesn't sound that much i think we also have to consider that apple likes to interpret time in their own way <laughs> like they like to interpret everything in their own way because there have been times where they would say oh this release is coming in fall and we'd see it on literally the last day of fall which might be the first day of winter and i think i can't remember but yeah i still didn't even check it on the second time around <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know what the last day of fall is but uh yeah, I, I think it comes towards December, maybe late. Yeah, December twenty like, first is the last day of fall. Like. See something wild like that, and uh, yeah. I, it might have been AirPods that were the product they said, "Oh, coming out of fall," and they came out literally like late December. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, none of us could buy them because the, they didn't ramp up. And that—that's the other thing, by the way, that will be interesting to see is how many people are, are able to get their iPhones on day one release uh, versus the usual thing right where you know they may have product but they started the ramp you know a month six weeks two two months later and so they're only going to have uh you know so many products for people to get so i I mean i think it's i think it's possible they can announce it late they could say we're going to we're they're going to be available on this day and then you still don't get them for three months yeah that's that's super true too now kind of in related stories about the delay qualcomm had earlier said in the week um during their fourth quarter projections that um, a flagship phone might be delayed later this year. So they were clearly referring to the iPhone. Everyone thought they would. You know, in the rumor mills, we've heard about it. Even uh, John Prosser, who's a friend of the show, he said that, hey, uh, you know, iPhones and expect new iPads, not specific which models, those should be coming sometime in October. So that would kind of align with everything that we're hearing. So what late, we don't know when the keynote's even going to happen still. Could it be a late September keynote now and an October product release. We're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, the the cool thing is it'll be another one of these video keynotes, which I actually think was pretty Mm. good. (laughs) So uh, I wonder if they'll ever go back, uh, to be honest with you, because I think they, they got such good response to it um and 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 so I, it'll be interesting to do to see that um and i'm assuming my my new my next apple watch is also going to be late um p- maybe i mean actually they, <laughs> it depends i mean look you can you can buy an apple watch whenever you want because if people don't remember gill recently cracked and like dented your apple watch series four is what was the what's the damage it's uh, it's got a, a a hairline crack from the top left to the bottom right, like just straight on diagonal down the middle, <laughs> and then a, a divot is out. And, and, and hilariously, I don't think I told you this when I first dropped it and tried to get a sense of the damage, the glass that is, the piece of glass that is no longer in the phone was in my finger. What? 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 Yeah, like I I I, I was just checking to see, and it and I, I and I didn't realize it. It was hilarious. I didn't. I cut myself. And then I, um, I put a Band-Aid on, and I didn't realize until the next day, because it still hurt. Like, I was like, man, it still oh, hurts, that, like, a little shard of glass was just sitting Ew. there on my finger. Yeah, so that was lovely. So it's um, – I think it's still almost waterproof. I haven't really pushed it uh, in that regard. But, uh, yeah, it's taken a lot to just suffer through my first world problem of a, of a scratched uh, Apple Watch until – the series six comes out. I heard um, Apple Care doesn't cover maimed fingers. <laughs> well, and, I, and, and I, I usually buy Apple Care, and I didn't get it on this one. So I don't. So if you crack your watch, it's a new watch. It's three hundred bucks. Yeah, to fix it, which is yeah. crazy. Just Gerald, just just to let y'all know. Um, so we do have some watch news, and Digitimes they had recently put out a report that Apple had finally made a manufacturing deal with supplier. ASE technology to help build up and ramp up the production for the upcoming Apple Watch Series 6, which we know is coming. But in that report, they also said, and this is the first time we've actually heard any evidence that this would be part of the equation, that the Apple Watch will include a blood oxygen sensor for the first time. And we had seen evidence of it existing in the code of watchOS 7 um, in the early builds. The biggest question people had at the time was, will previous Apple watches be able to also take advantage of this blood oxygen or is this a physical new piece of hardware only for the Apple watch six. And if you, if we believe what Digitimes is reporting, it would indicate that this is only going to be in the Apple watch series six. And when I 
thing about this, it's like, okay, you have a four. Let's say your four wasn't damaged right now. Would, uh, let's say, or let's say Gil just doesn't really feel like upgrading every year. Let's let's create this weird future reality that doesn't exist. Okay, That's just you. That's just mean. That's just mean. That's just mean. You're, you're all, you're all, I came on the show. That's just mean, Brian. Twice. Twice. <laughs> so I don't know if a blood oxygen sensor is arguably enough to get people to jump on board and upgrade. Now, we know Apple's sale of Apple Watches, the curve is steep. It is continue to accelerate. I continue to tout it is one of their best products of all time. I will stick to that. Um, and it's one of their best products under the Tim Cook regime. But is that enough for people to really get a new watch? I, so, so first of all, let me, let me dispense with the, with the, uh, with the silly, uh, fiction that we're talking about, which is <laughs> that, um, in absolutely my series four can probably do the blood ox sensor with this <laughs> hardware, but they're not going to let it do that uh, because it's Apple. Right. And there's no way they're not going to let it do that without it. That's just me. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a cynic. And oh, you're, yeah, you're creating this, this reality, right? When it comes, when it comes to this type of stuff, I'm a cynic about it. Um, uh, hilariously, I think I, uh, I, I have, this will be my second blood ox sensor because, you know, they said that that's your blood ox, uh, sometimes goes down before you get a fever for COVID. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. early, you know, when I was buying the, uh, when I was hoarding the the rice, the beans uh, and water and toilet paper, like everybody else, uh, I also ordered a blood ox sensor. So oh, wow. this will be our, this will be our, the second one we have in our household. So that'll be, that'll be handy. Yay. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it'd be enough to, because from the series four to the series six, what's new? Um, always on, mm-hmm. which is kind of mediocre. And a blood ox sensor, right? That's it. Yep. So the, the processor and, and, hasn't changed since the four to five. The screen itself, um, you, you have the always on display, but that hasn't changed. The actual processors inside have not changed. Right, and the form factor we're assuming will be the same because uh, you know I, I would take the same form factor for more battery life, but I would love it to be thinner if it also came with more battery life. But I don't think that's where we are. But that you know that's that's all they have to do though. To me. Look, they can do whatever they want, but if the Apple Watch, we've talked about, if the Apple Watch can get battery life that can literally hit two days, at least two days, to me, that makes it an instant upgrade for me from a four to a six. I didn't upgrade to the five. I reviewed the five and I returned it right away because I'm like, there's no way I really need this. And I, I have not regretted it at all. No, I wasn't even a little tempted. I mean, and you know, I'm easily tempted. I wasn't even a little, little tempted to buy the five because I, you know, again, it was like, I don't, I mean, if I lift up my hand, it just pops on. <laughs> I yeah, don't know exactly. why I need the always on thing. We, we, um, we also know yeah. that you're easily tempted about new technology when you happen to talk to me, but we will, we uh, will talk about that later. Uh, Cause you're a bad influence on me. I'm a good influence. I'm a good apple. <laughs> um, so just for people that aren't really as familiar, why are blood oxygen monitoring, why it can be helpful and important? Well, most healthy adults, they have a blood oxygen level above 95%, but let's say it dips below a certain threshold. Um, this can be indicators of respiratory problems. Like you kind of mentioned, you got them because it might be an early indicator onset of a fever. Um, also can impair heart and brain functions. So look, Apple has been targeting this to be the ultimate health device on your wrist. It is right now. It will be even better. And one thing that we didn't talk about is there's a lot of rumors that the upcoming Samsung Galaxy Watch 3 will actually have a blood oxygen monitoring sensor in it. So just from a pure kind of tell the story to be on top of the health wave, I think Apple needs to do this as well. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun uh, Apple product that actually gets the features at the same time as the competitor. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ooh, I, li- I, like, I like that spiciness. People, people have been saying, oh, why are you so nice to Apple lately, Brian? Because there was like a two or three year run where I just was destroying them because i'm like they were doing dumb stuff and now they've just done so many good things i'm almost like oh wow you guys you guys have changed my mind about you you're, you're back on the up and ups with me right now yeah i think i think they've been i mean I, you know i've always been a fan but i i think they've done the right moves i think the privacy angle is is the right move and mm-hmm. and for somebody like me i mean i don't you know my I have friends that do laugh at me because i'm like look the difference between apple and google is i'm not the product for Apple, <laughs> you know, the, the, all the stuff they make is the product and, and Google's not the issue. And so that's, that's why I, I, I lean 
um, Apple. Interestingly, though, my friends in the in the national security space, um, which I think is insane, and they they've tried to explain it to me, but I don't buy it. They still prefer, from a privacy standpoint, Google, which is insane. Really? Yeah. Well, the Google the Android system, they just feel like they can they have a bit more control of it, and that's I think why. Interesting. Yeah, well, I thought that was weird. That's that's that is interesting. So the other thing about the Apple Watch that I wanted to bring up is. You know, with an Apple Watch coming sometime in the late fall or whatnot, it's always convenient how sometimes all of a sudden these battery issues pop up with new software updates. And lately, some Apple Watch Series 5 owners specifically have been seeing issues with an inconsistent battery levels. This is according to Mac Rumors. They have a lot of forums that people kind of start jumping on. They've seen a lot of a swell of this. So what are some of the issues? Well, let's say and maybe you experience this. That's why I'm bringing it up. The Apple Watch shows nearly 100% battery levels for most of the day. All of a sudden, later in the day, it'll drop down to 50% and then shut off. Other ones will have the Apple Watch shutting down at around 50%. Then someone plugs it in to charge it. Maybe they get it up to 99%, but it never charges fully to 100%. So we've heard about some of these battery issues, even from the onset of the Apple Watch Series 5. But a lot of people have been linking this specifically with these battery errors to somewhere around watchOS 6.26 and watchOS 6.28. And when I hear these problems, it just sounds like really it's a software issue of not being able to communicate properly the battery, but um, it's a pain in the ass. So for those of you who are experiencing this issue, I recommend you to buy a new Apple Watch Series 6. (laughs) See why I say he's a terrible influence? This is what he does. Hey, man, just... uh... Don't don't make them fix it. Buy yourself a new one. That's it'll that'll do it. Um, so two two things on this. First, you know the 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 conspiracy theorists will say that this is uh, Apple's uh, code to actually degrade your battery, not working as subtly as it should, right? <laughs> but but the sort of the sort of bigger issue for me is. Um, I, you know, the, this coding stuff, when you get an update, is so the – little, the little tinks that can just go wrong is amazing. Um, and, 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 you know, I told you about, about my, my, uh, my Tesla. The, you know, between one update to the next, I briefly lost a stupid little ability to, like, one button lower the window down on the driver's side window. Um, <laughs> and then it, it, it's just – for some reason, I got an update, like, three weeks ago, and it just stopped working. Just wouldn't I, – I, you know, normally you could hold it down real quick and it will lower it all the way and hold it up real quick and it will op- open it all the way. <laughs> That went away, and then I got an update three days ago, and now it's back. And it's just like some poor schmuck having to fi- find that bug in the millions and millions of lines of code because somebody forgot to put two spaces or something in a, in, at the end of a line, and all of a sudden one dumb thing isn't working like this or the battery sensor. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've really I, – I hear these things, and I just – you know I know they chose their profession, but I still feel like – it's got to be frustrating to be someone who's like a debugger for iOS and I would keep their um, identity completely anonymous, but I would love to hear the headaches of working about around that. And then I think people that would listen wouldn't maybe get so upset or at least respect the guys and gals behind the scenes who are just making it work without and getting no glory. You know, maybe, maybe they're whoever is the person that fixes <laughs> the freaking I AirPods pros because they changed the noise canceling algorithm. I know they did. It it just doesn't the noise canceling for me. I don't know if you ever felt this. One day it changed and I said to myself, "Why is my noise canceling not sound as good?" And I just kept on going along my day. I was in a plane, so that's how I know like, you know, you really can tell. Yep. Yep. And then a report had come out that a software update had happened and that it other people were saying the same thing and they've never fixed it to this day. And <laughs> In in a weird way, I think that maybe someone up top deliberately said, hey, we don't want to kill too much of the sound because it's a little dangerous. We need to have a little more ambient sound come through for the general population because it's you know disorienting for people. And I think that's what happened because it's gone through maybe two or three firmware updates and they still have never changed it. And I'm like, this just doesn't have as good as a noise canceling. And I compared it to other earbuds that used to have noise counseling that wasn't as good and i'm all oh it's it's better than apples now i i think it's a damn shame well as you know i only use the pros on planes on which i haven't been on one in <laughs> several months because uh, of the flawed design that makes it fall out of your ear when you're talking <laughs> you know you know um, i actually have some things set up where i'm going to do something on that 
Oh, it, good. Because it totally happens. And you should, as I told you, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, it I know I, I've seen, I've seen it happen to Apple executives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and so for the first time, normally when I do podcasts with uh, esteemed guests like you, I put on my Sony, I think I can't remember what the name is, whatever. They're like the 7506s. They're like these iconic, just amazing all around headphones. And, um, I tried putting on AirPods because I did like an on-air interview with someone, podcast type style, and they kept on – the left ear kept on wiggling out, my left it, ear. And it's my left ear too. That, and, and it's the certain Apple executives' left ear too. So it's one of those things dude, you're just like, dude. What? why is it the left ear? That's I'm, so weird. I'm telling you. There, there's something there's something there's something to it we got to get to the bottom of this <laughs> so anyway i have no idea if they're working better or worse because I, they're, they're i'm not even sure they're charged at this point like i haven't <laughs> used them in like six months it's crazy oh man okay so we told you and kind of teased about apple's earnings earlier in the show so we're going to break that down with some quick numbers but really overall I was surprised because we there have been a lot of uncertainty of how these companies were going to be performing with coronavirus, COVID-19 affecting things, shutting down things. How much disposable income do people really have right now? Well, Apple reported another record quarter. There, These are for the fiscal thir- the third fiscal quarter of 2020. So that uh, corresponds to the second calendar quarter. That would be the April, May, June time period comparing this year to last year. So Apple posted revenue of $59.7 billion, a net quarterly profit of $11.25 billion, both, again, records. And this machine, no matter what you throw at it, the Apple machine keeps on trucking. Yep. Well, and, it, and it's it's the further example of the sort of socioeconomic divide that we're seeing, how it affects, how this crisis has affected it generally, right? There's, there's a group of people that are that are still able to spend money it's mm. fairly sizable and they're spending it on their homes on stuff at their home because that's the only place they are True. uh and then there's there's a group of people that can't and 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 that divide exists in companies as well um there's a there's a report there was a report a few weeks ago at on cnbc about how the top five companies in the s&p 500 which are exactly who you would think apple microsoft facebook google and amazon are up twenty like twenty six twenty nine percent for the Jeez. for the year, and the bottom fifty uh, of the bottom fifty companies on the S and P five hundred, only one of them is uh, in positive territory, and they and only by single digits. So there's this growing divide that this this pandemic has sort of just cleaved uh, in the economy, um, and and they just keep they just keep on trucking. And and the amazing thing is. You remember that one of the early flashpoints we got that this thing was going to be a problem was an Apple warning about their future earnings because mm-hmm. of supply disruption. It was like a supply shock uh, was the first things that hit the market. And apparently it, it didn't really ultimately hurt them very much. <laughs> it, that, that's a you know, that's a that's also a great point. Like some of these companies, I mean, I wouldn't say they were future proof and they probably could say, hey, if something bad happens because we still um, execute in these categories. We're a virtual product, right? We're a computer product. Unless the entire power grid goes down, where everyone would really suffer. I mean, they're going to be okay. You know, Apple, Facebook, Google. These are all services that are connected so intimately into us. But you know, whether the economy goes up and down, are you still going to use Google for search? Yeah. You know, are you yep. still going to need a phone eventually? Yes. Facebook. I mean, I don't use it as much, but I'm still checking Facebook once in a while. Like. People are all still using those types of services. Amazon, Amazon's, oh, I mean, man. killing it. Amazon, now. Amazon, it's scary. They, so they made an extra. This is the extra part in their quarter. They made like an extra eighty billion. What? <laughs> like, like they're they're it was it was like uh, they were expecting like a seven billion dollar uh, um, profitable net or something like that, and it was like eighty seven billion dollars. Are you kidding? It was, oh my it, gosh. No, it was crazy how big it is that's a um, that's freakish it's good to be a stockholder for those of you that are amazon is like one of those stocks that's getting expensive to buy one share <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't they didn't they don't split it up like uh like some like some do yeah apple <laughs> just recently announced they do like a four to one uh stock split so hey everyone congratulations keep on keep on making that money but the other yeah. thing is I wanted to break down is kind of some of their product categories and how they performed and contributed to this growth so iphone revenue saw growth in Q3 of 2020. It only saw a 2% growth, but the big thing to take away from here is that 
Canalis, which is an analytics group that observes right the trends with all these smartphone companies, they said Apple this quarter was the only smartphone company out of all of them to even have a profit. And a lot of that had to do with Apple even said it, Tim Cook attributed the success to the release of the low-cost 399 iPhone SE. So it ultimately brought in $26.4 billion of revenue up from 26, right? Just a two-point tick. But again, with everything happening, people are still buying iPhones. And we had talked about it, how, hey, the iPhone, I expect it to be the best-selling phone, um, specific phone model the entire year, not only for Apple, but just overall, because it's like a 399 iPhone with the guts that can match with the current pro-level phone. 399, yes, mid-range-ish. I'll say mid-range-ish, but the yes. fact is that their normal phones cost $799, $999 is kind of that entry-level price for the flagship phone. Apple, I'm not saying they sold double as many iPhones to make up for that gap, but they sure sold a crap load of iPhone SEs to be able to pull this off. Yeah, I was, I was surprised by that because I, I was thinking in the mid-range, like why are you, you, you know, you're trying to look at what it what it's looking like right now in the in this last quarter where everybody's staying home, why are you buying a new phone? And it, it could be because you're, you know, that's now your primary communication device um, to anybody outside, right? Especially if you worked in an office um, and maybe it's, and it was a, too good of a deal. By the way, um, I had the numbers backwards. So your, your shock value was correct on Amazon. It was an extra 8 billion, not an extra 80 billion. So they were supposed to make 80, 80 billion plus. They came in closer on 89 billion. Wow, Gil doing the fact checking. Wow, the podcast is off. That's, <laughs> I appreciate you know what? Because someone's going to be like, uh, "Bad Apple, Gil Cabrera." Yeah, it wasn't exactly. eighty billion. It was eight. But still, you know, if I had extra eight billion, oh I'd be God. happy. Wouldn't you be happy? I'd oh, be we, happy. we know we know Jeff Bezos is happy. We've seen what he's been doing. <laughs> Dude, that guy's made like that guy has made ten, tens of billions. Just I don't, in yeah, I don't, I don't understand what you do at that point. Give back to the world or something. Not that I'm telling people how to spend their money, but I'm telling people how to spend their money. <laughs> for sure, also, for also sure. Um, some of the numbers here: Mac and iPad sales. They showed a double-digit percentage growth. So, to your point of what you're talking about earlier, Gil, people staying at home, people knowing that. Maybe their computers from work are at work now, right? Some people, not everyone works on laptops at work. So both iPad and Mac saw double-digit growth. Mac sales brought in $7 billion up from 5.8 a year ago. iPad sales, $6.5 billion up from $5 billion a year ago. And Apple CEO Tim Cook even said that these were strong sales even though their supply chain was constrained. They had limited availability of certain iPads and Macs, so... Those numbers arguably could have gone higher, but it just shows right how we're all our brains are like, hey, we're we're hunkering down, we're staying home, we need to get the tools that we need, or people just like buying stuff at home too. <laughs> well, you're not you're not spending. I mean, I, I think a lot of people I've talked to, they're just they're not spending as much overall mm-hmm. as they were, and they you know got canceled vacations, all that stuff, and and so yeah, you 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 sit there and you're like, oh, you know, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna buy this and. Uh, uh, you know, maybe I don't need it, but I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not spending as much as I normally do. I'm going to buy myself something nice. Hey, treat some yourself, some. treat yourself. Little, 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 little treat, little something, something. Little something, something. All right, everybody. Thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring this episode. Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. This is crucial in business. Trust me. I feel like I'm living this every day. It's crucial in health. And if you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every job description. Whether you're ready to make your next important hire or need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. Now, Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to help make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boast your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. 
Um, also, <laughs> Apple Services, a big sum sum for them. So back in 2016, we talked. I don't know if you remember this, but Tim Cook had basically touted. He's like, "Hey, our goal is to double our services revenue by 2020." This was in 2016. It was somewhere around, I think, like six or seven um, billion at that time. Well, today or during these earnings, Apple reported double-digit growth. 13.2 billion in revenue for their services and at the time of the actual announcement Tim Cook said that Apple has finally reached that goal they have doubled their services group and I look at that this includes iTunes the App Store the Mac App Store Apple Music um the very lucrative Apple TV Plus service I mean I, I assume that got them the last uh <laughs> last 50 percent of the way there was probably Apple Plus uh, Apple TV Plus because I mean I know I know, wait, nobody's paying for that, right? No, like zero people are paying for that. <laughs> I know, I, I mean, I know they've been getting new shows and I just haven't gone back to the service. I don't know about you, oh, I just haven't gone no, back. So, so I'm, watching, I'm watching Central Park with my kids uh, and that's pretty good. Um, and then I'm trying to think what other shows we've watched. I think that might be it. Um, Oprah's you know, bringing a went, talk show. Oprah's coming with a talk show soon. That's what I heard. Get ready. Oh, I, I watched Greyhound. I thought that was pretty good. Oh yeah, the, um, the uh, Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, that was fun. It's a you know good old fashioned World War II uh, movie, so that was fun. Um, that might be. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've watched there. That that's about it. Is it? <laughs> have you got? Have you used it enough where you would say I would pay for this, or you're just writing out the free trial? Well, so we I really we really like the morning show. Our yeah. kids as a family, we actually watched. Um, Oh, what's the one about the poet? Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Emily. No. Oh, Dickinson. 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 And Chris is yelling at me from the other room. Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we watched Dickinson. We really liked it. It was. I, we thought that was really well done. Um, so I would probably um, now do what I like. What I do with CBS All Access, right? When Twilight Zone or Star Trek are on. I'll pay for it and then I'll turn it off. That's, Ooh, that's, that's, good. that's kind of what I'd probably end up doing with it just to watch the shows I want to watch. Um, cause I, cause I, I, there, there, there have been some good shows. And like I said, those two were, were really good. We, we tried mythic quest. That sucked. I thought, I thought uh, you know, when people were saying this is a great show, I'm like, that show sucked. I watched episode one. I'm like, I'm not even feeling this at all. It, it was like a, a mediocre version of Silicon Valley. Right. I mean, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was like, not, it was like the office meets video game studio, but, not even half as good. Right. I'm intrigued by foundation, but that's not till next year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, they're, look, their production value is insane. Yes. Every, everything that I've watched has been gorgeous. Yes. Um, and so that's been cool, but yeah, I would never pay for it unless it's for a specific show. I mean, and that's kind of where I am with almost mm-hmm. with most of the like extra streaming services, like Amazon and Netflix and Hulu are basics for me. And then everything else is just like as as needed to watch a show. I just signed up for Peacock to watch Yellowstone because one of my good friends said Yellowstone's great. So, well, you know, let let me let me know. Is Peacock free for a little while or no? You have to pay right out of the gates. So it's free, but not for everything, right? So you, oh, so, yeah. so, you so you get a week, like every like all of them, and then um, and then and then some some portion of it's always free, and then but for the good stuff, you know, you 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 got to pay for it. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to bring up some good stuff. Actually, I think this is more um if you really if you're really interested in how um US House Judiciary Antitrust Subcommittees operate. <laughs> so this, this is so probably funny. this is probably the drama that you don't want to watch, but I do actually encourage you to check it out. Um I don't know how much of it that you watched. I watched about half an hour and then I kind of twiddled in and out on different things. Um I will just say I'll put the link in the show notes to so you guys and gals can check it out because CEO Tim Cook um, from Apple obviously testified in front of them as well as uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Sundar Pichai of Google, Jeff Bezos of Amazon. And this was all about the antitrust hearings to kind of probe at each of these companies and see if they're unfairly basically being anti-competitive. So right out of the gates, this it's so hard to watch and see and know how our representatives and congressmen and congresswomen have no real basic understanding of internet technology <laughs> and business. It was, it's, it's it like was that old, horrible. It's like, a, it's like that old today show clip when, where, where, uh, 
one of the hosts was like, what, what is internet? That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just kind of like that. And the scary thing is, is, you know, in the house, that's where most of the younger politicians are. You're right. Like you're the, right. The Senate's all the older guys. Um, and so it's, it's insane, but yeah, they just don't, you know, they had that one question to, Zuckerberg about why um, uh, Don Jr. was penalized for his post and, and Zuckerberg in his best robotic approach said, uh, well, Congressman, I think, first of all, it's important to know that that was Twitter, not Facebook. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you people? Know who you're talking to. It was just ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's scary that these folks regulate the stuff. I mean, you know, it reminds me of when – I, this is what it reminds me specifically of back in college. I remember we had to do like kind of a, a presentation or report. And I remember I'll be the first to admit, normally I'm the alpha. So I always have alpha dog at the group where I'm like, we got to get this done. We got to get this crap done. So, you, you know, typically in group projects, that person knows everything that's going on. Right. Well, we had someone else who kind of took it over and I really didn't know what was going on. And so we had to do a presentation. You show up with the show notes or the, the presentation notes. You don't know squat, but you see four bullet points and all you kind of do is just vaguely talk about the bullet points without knowing exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> these, to just get through the presentation, these freaking representatives were literally like had four questions. Um, there's a great example. I think it's around five hours and 20 minutes where um, Congresswoman Lucy McBeth, I, think, I believe she's um, from Georgia. She asked Tim Cook about cookies and, you know, whether Apple's using them to track their customers to do X, Y, and Z. And Tim Cook said, we do not do this. Um, she then asked him, so <laughs> are you so using you do, cookies? So, what, so, so when you use the cookies, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, I just, she, so, she yeah, said she did it like three or four times. And I'm like, I can't take this, man. I, uh, I was yeah. like, oh my God. So, you know, they're, they just showed up. Someone handed them like four bullet points. And they're like, you need to ask these, um, you need to ask these companies what's going on. My, my, um, so there's there's two things that were my favorites, uh, but one issue I had with it was that it, you know, the combination of the companies was weird, right? Because everybody's different in terms of what they're supposedly doing wrong. Um, <laughs> Amazon and Apple are kind of like the 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 store. Your stores have some issue. Um, Google is a is a kind of like a combo of privacy plus the YouTube censorship, and that's kind of gets you into Facebook plus political. Uh, advertising on Facebook. I mean, so it was this weird combo of stuff. And it's like, uh, why are they all here where you should be targeting them depending on what the issue is? Um, the the amusing part was the was the sort of like when, when Jeff Bezos wasn't uh, talk, being talked to and he was just sitting there snacking on some almonds or something and, and everybody was <laughs> freaking out because the richest man in the world is just like us and eats almonds while he's waiting to talk uh. on the Zoom call. <laughs> I, th this was a, I don't know. It's just an embarrassing, like, if not, if we weren't already, well, some of us disillusioned with what's happening is this is a, an example of futility. Like it, this didn't even need to happen. This whole thing did not even need to happen because nothing was accomplished by it. What do you think? Like is Sundar Pichai going to say, yes, we are actually anti-competitive. <laughs> yes. You got me. Right. You got me redheaded <laughs> representative. Oh my God. I did not think you would ask me the direct question, but you did. So I must answer it. So, you know what, just to give a little bit of um, also background of what happened, right? Apple came here along with these other CEOs. Apple specifically with Tim Cook was accused of making its app store rules unavailable to developers, which part of being a developer is you kind of read the rules when you sign up. So that that didn't make sense to me. But also Apple's accused of arbitrarily enforcing these rules, changing them at will, enforcing rules that benefit Apple and discriminating between smaller and larger app developers. So they went through all their questioning and whatnot. But, you know, when I look at the app store, okay, so they charge a 30%, I guess, call it commission or revenue, um, or they pull from the revenue that these app developers make. Um, when you look across the board, before this hearing happened, Apple had put out a report, just at least give some context. And yes, you can say, oh, Apple did that to work in their favor. But it literally showed that whether it was Apple Microsoft, Google, Amazon, if it was uh, gaming platforms like PlayStation and Microsoft and others, pretty much across the board, 30% is standard. And one of the things that they tried to say, get on Apple was like, oh, 
there were emails that were brought up because this is a hearing. And one of them was showed an actual email exchange between Eddie Q of Apple and CEO Jeff Bezos agreeing to a 15% rev share in order for Amazon Prime Video to get on the Apple TV. And back then, this is around 2016, there was no Prime Video on Apple TV. Everyone was like, when is this going to happen? There were no products, Apple products being sold on Amazon at the time. So they were doing this on the background. And the way the this committee was saying, hey, we gotcha. You tried to negotiate 15% with Amazon. And typically, Apple has only done that with services after a year. They dropped the 30% to 15%. So that would be something like a, a Spotify or a Netflix or something like that. They made this agreement with Amazon directly that one year. And I was just like, okay, is is, is that all you got? Yeah, I just I don't I I've, I've never understood this argument that somehow Apple or any of these other companies can't you know for for what is essentially shelf space in their store have certain conditions applied attached to them and can't give somebody that's going to bring in more volume a bigger discount than somebody that's not. I mean, it's just so silly to me uh, because on top else it's it's a you know, I can go to a totally different system and buy a, a Android-based phone and go to their app store. Yeah, I don't have to give Apple anything. And if I'm a, and if I'm a developer and I don't like the way Apple treats me, I can go over to to the to the uh, Google. It's, so it's it to me. Environment, you want more options than two? Sure, but I'm sorry, that's that's how the market developed. Microsoft tried and they got their ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you can't I, I, I just don't think it's anti-competitive to be negotiating with people. And it's been done forever between wholesalers and retailers. It's just the nature of it. And you talk about retailers. Look, I worked in retail. I also worked for a company called Spec Products that made cases for Apple products. And when you when people see these numbers here, I think a lot of times it's a casual observer who says, oh, my gosh, Apple is taking 30 percent of a company's revenue by creating this app store well in retail when we were trying to get cases on a shelf at an apple store which is extremely lucrative retail space remember apple had the most profitable retail stores per square foot okay so everyone wants to get on those shelves and it's not just one skew or really what i'm saying is one item right one case you want to get three or four to create a row so someone can say oh wow, look at those family of products from that company. I'll, I think I'll go with that one. You have just like one little skew in the corner, no one's going to buy it, right? They, it just, it's really hard unless you have a great reputation. When we were negotiating those, um, the revenue or the cut that Apple would take for putting a spec case on an Apple shelf, it was literally 60 to 65% cost. And you would make it up or hope to make it up in volume. But imagine being a small company trying to get a product on Apple shelves and it's just the nature of the beast of competition, you're going to have to give them a 60 to 65% cut of your product when it's like the only product you'll have on their shelves just purely from a volume standpoint. I mean, it's a big investment to do, but that's just the nature of the business. So 30% to me is absolutely fair, especially when everyone else is pretty much doing it. Not to mention, Apple created an entire line for people. This didn't exist. I mean, you had app stores going days, but never as successful until until Apple. And then it became it became that you could actually build a company around doing this. I mean, none of this, you know, you would be getting 100% of nothing <laughs> if Apple hadn't created the app store to be. So it's, you know, to me, it's just, it just makes no sense um, that these developers, particularly, again, um, ones that are, that are, they're killing it on these stores and the you know the one developer i think can take issue with is where apple takes away their whole business mm. by competing against them and and doing it gives the apple app kind of superiority right there, mm. that that might be something we we need to look at because there is a happening there because you're you're you have a platform you've opened the platform you've seen somebody has been successful on that platform and then you copy what they do uh, um, so that you can, uh, and then you just take away their revenue. You know, that seems wrong to me. But other than that, uh, and, I, and again, right, how many, how many, how many of those areas has Apple really gone into 
where it hasn't acquired the company that much. Um, if you... Hey, Gil, one quick thing. Do you know if your batteries on your earbuds are a little low, possibly? Uh, I don't think so, because are you, are you hearing me now as well? That's... No, no, it's it's only because it started, like, cutting. Not It's not bad, bad, but it started cutting out a little more often than I normally had heard. I was like, oh, I wonder what's what's happening. But if not, it's okay. Yeah, no, they were they they were one hundred percent going into the call. So, okay, okay, don't worry. We'll I'll just pick it back up. So you basically just wrapped up about how. Um, sorry, can you pick up where you were? Where was it? <laughs> I think you were just ta- you were just talking about. Oh, okay. I think I know I know where I'll pick up. You're saying how people aren't making much off of the app store. Okay, also I'll just pick up from here. Okay. Go. Okay. And the other thing you mentioned it back when the first iPhone came out, there was no. There was no app store. It was a mobile. You could only install apps by going to the mobile. Basically, they were mobile websites and shortcut links that you would add onto your phone. The actual app store didn't come out for at least a year, year and a half later. It might have been even the iPhone 3G when we finally got an actual app store. You know, Apple had promised it, but initially out of the gates, it was just, you know, big companies creating a web version of their app that you could just add on to the screen. So, they created this space too, and I'm not saying they should have free reign to do whatever they want with it. And we're not, you know, saying, oh, Apple's right all the time. But just from a pure market dynamics and competition standpoint, the whole idea of them really being truly anti competitive and all these companies being anti competitive when really they are just competing in the space for like real estate, it's just silly to, it's silly to me. Yeah. Totally, totally, and and God, those 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 early apps were awful. <laughs> it's it just because you know you had a it was a website in a two mm. G environment, mm. right? It was mm. like, oh, this is great. This it is was so good. It was yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The kids, the young ones, they have no idea how good they have it. Yeah, we we had to walk uphill to you know in the snow to get our apps. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gil, I also brought you in because um, I wanted you to talk about kind of what we've heard. A lot of people been writing in about this whole Apple settlement, the twenty five dollar um, you know kind of I don't want to call it a rebate, but giving twenty five dollars back to customers who had an iPhone six, six S, seven, seven S that dealed with Battery Gate. And a lot of people are saying, oh, how do I put in, you know, the serial numbers this is how to do it. I've had issues basically getting the right information to actually get that $25. So I kind of wanted to get some insight for you about these class action lawsuits. And are they sometimes hoping that people are just too lazy to even collect or the process is just too cumbersome that they, they won't even do it? I think there's there's something built into that. There's um, in the ones that I've done, it's it's. You know, if you get 15, 20% participation, that's a big deal. It, it, oftentimes you get 10% of the class um, submitting mm-hmm. uh, claims for it. And so there's, there's a little bit of that. Um, part of it's to, um, you, you, you want to make the settlement pot big enough <laughs> so that it, it theoretically can hurt the company uh, from a plaintiff's lawyer start, standpoint so that it justifies your fee award. Um, and, um, and, and that's how you get to that big number. Uh, and then, and then the companies kind of assume, all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll actually end up paying about 20% of it. It used to be, and, and I, I can't remember how they did this one, but I, I don't think it's the, it's the situation here. There are some pools of money where you have to put the pool of money in. It doesn't revert back to you. If it's not used, it goes to some charity or some, mm. some, some organization to do. So it's, it's an interesting, um, I, my personal view of class actions is I think I think they're good at stopping and again this is consumer class actions they're good at stopping a bear um, and penalizing bad uh, but they they don't really help the individual much because you know what even if you're talking a this is a half a billion dollar class a pool up to uh, individual members are gonna get 25 50 50 bucks maybe if they're lucky. Um, so, so it's not surprising the way they do it. They're almost always opt out like this just because of the way they structure them. Uh, and that's all part of the negotiations and then the judges agree it. I mean, there are, there, I've I've looked this up there. I mean, there's ways to, to look for it and you can look for your, uh, for your ID on the website. Um, if you give them your, uh, Apple ID. So it's a, it's an interesting, um, they, they give you a couple angles to try to get it. Um, and I was trying to remember if I have a, I think I, I think we had a six, 
I'm pretty sure we didn't have a seven. Um, I'm pretty sure you had every any, model that qualifies, Skill. <laughs> I did. I'm we've never sure. bought an. We've never bought an SE, Brian. Don't exaggerate. Come on, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy that. That. What, how did you? How did you? Uh, that, that that moderately priced phone. Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> that moderately priced phone. Nah, nah, that ain't me. Well, that yeah, is not me. Not me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I mean, so, I, so it, it's yeah, it, it worked. It, I mean, Apple has God, but but half a billion dollars is still hit that they've got to like think about next time that they do something hinky in in, in their design or or their performance stuff. So, uh, I, I don't think it's a crazy approach to it, and and hopefully, you know, they they think about it next time. Yeah, I mean, I I even get I've had sometimes where I didn't even remember opting in, and I get like, oh, a seven dollar check here, or like a two dollar check here. I mean, twenty five dollars multiple phones that can be significant so you know i i would definitely encourage people to pursue this if they can i think i think it'd probably help you out especially during these times <laughs> did you uh i'm looking at the uh so the fee award is interesting uh let's see 30% of 310 million goes to the attorneys <laughs> That's a roughly ten million dollars, um, Gil. No, that's that's uh, that's that's. Oh, wait, hundred? Wait, a hundred. Thirty percent of three hundred and ten million. Oh, thirty percent of three million. dollars. Hundred million dollars. Wow, yeah. it's I'm I. It's good to be a lawyer, Gil. It's really good. You're not on this. You're not on this one, right? You, this, this one's one. this one's sadly not one of mine. And I don't. I'm looking at the and I'm looking at the people and I don't know them, but you know they're they're having a great year, <laughs> <laughs> great life, a great life. The I'll, I'll tell you the 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 dirty little secret here is that these are often these fee awards, and I've had fights over this. They're often food fights because. You know, uh, right now it, it lists two lawyers, right, as the as the class lawyer representatives, two law firms. And, and but what what happened in reality is there were probably a dozen to twenty lawyers, different lawyers and different clients that sued on a class action basis, and then they get consolidated. Mm. This massive fight and or negotiation for how we're all going to split up the work and the, and the award. And it and it and it and and that's and that gets nasty. And it also gets to a place sometimes where you you'll have people that that at the end of the case will come back at you and say, "Well, I know I know this was our deal, but I want to do it this way now." And you're like, "This was our deal," <laughs> you know. Like, so it's it's an it's an it's a it's a and, and you know you're talking a hundred million dollars, right? So you're gonna Damn. it's gonna be fights over it. It's gonna be fights over it. That's that's so, yeah, that's kind of wild. That I didn't honestly, I didn't even know that that type of stuff happens. Even after the set, basically the numbers have been determined, and then you guys all fight over it afterwards, right? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I, 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 I can tell you stories, and they're not pretty. It's, <laughs> it's you know, greed, greed's an amazing thing. It, it is, it is. So, hey, um, Gil, thank you so much for coming on. I did want to talk about, you know, we touched upon how sometimes <sighs> I might be a bad influence on you buying things, and um, recently we, you know, we were just <laughs> as we were prepping the show, as of just a few hours ago, um you're kind of completing this home theater system and you ended up getting like a Sonos arc, but then also adding a subwoofer. Like whose fault was that? That, that, that is absolutely Brian Tom's fault. And, yeah. and, and what happened was is I'm telling <laughs> Brian like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting the, the Sonos arc for the, for the, 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 we, we built a, like a hangout room for our girls and they happen to have now the best TV in the house. So I wanted to put, um, cause Brian's also been in my ear about Atmos, Dolby Atmos sound and how amazing it is, and the the Sonos Arc mm-hmm. produces that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I said, oh yeah, I I ordered the app the uh, Arc, and he goes, oh did you get the subwoofer too? I'm like, oh, why would I get the subwoofer? All right, you got to get the, if you if you want the true Atmos experience, you want to get the subwoofer. So I'm sitting here like ordering the damn subwoofer while I'm on the phone with Brian because he's the worst influence ever. Although. As all of our listeners, I'm sure do, I pay attention and follow Brian's advice on tech. So there you go. I haven't stirred you wrong yet. You, you, you're the you're the one that got us on all those TCL TVs, and we have like four. I think we have four, and they're they're awesome. I mean, I'm, and they're they're for, especially for the oh man, and it, it's it's crazy 
how cheap they are. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It's, they, the, yeah. It's, it, I mean, bang for buck. People were like, Oh, are you getting there? People are always telling me like, Oh, why are you all on TCL? I'm like, trust me. Like I'm not even making this up. TCL came to me after I had talked about them so much and said, Hey, do you want to partner together? I'm like, I bought their very first TV and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Who is this company? This is like, they weren't, no one knew who they were, but I just decided to take a risk on them because they had Roku on it. And as time yeah. has gone, I'm like, oh, these are one of the best TVs for consumers. Every time I see someone get one, I'm always like, that's a good choice. That's a great choice. Oh, oh and, I, and, I'll, and I'll, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give folks a little insight on, on our, on our discussions. Cause you know, when, when I was buying them, I was uh, looking for a new TV. I, I texted Brian. I was like, Hey, what do you, what, you know, what about these CCL TVs? And he was like, absolutely, man. They're, they're great. Good bang for the buck. And it's amazing. And so I got one for my office and that was in January. And then now we've, we've since bought two more. Um, and they're great. I mean, it, it's, it's, and the crazy thing, and, and this is not just TCL, but it's a bunch of TVs is now, I don't know why you'd need an Apple TV mm-hmm. kind of going forward because it's got, uh, all your iTunes and all your stuff and all of the Apple TV Plus content that we all pay for all the time um, there, uh, in as part of the smart TV. So it's 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 great. It's yep. um, so I, I was about to buy one because I didn't realize it, um, I, and then I happened to you know see that it was that the Apple uh, TV uh, app was already installed. I was like, oh, let's try this, and then it's worked great. So we so no more Apple TVs for me unless they change something there too. And, you know, Gil, I'm not trying to tell you to look at the next best thing, but I just recently did a review. People that are on our Patreon, they get early access to it, but I just recently did a review on uh, LG's latest OLED. And I'm a big OLED freak if you're talking about just the top quality image. You do have to pay for it. I will never be bashful about that. But um, this TV is sensational. There, People asked me, oh, did you superimpose? It looks like I superimposed a lot of the shots in the screen but it is so clear that the camera can pick it up and it's just like the tv's bonkers it is bonkers i i, I really got to take advantage of my patreon membership to uh, see these things really. <laughs> you're always like this is on uh, patreon i'm like oh it is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, hey you know what i thank you so much for the support i mean i thank everyone but it's funny a lot of my um some of my friends that support the patreon they don't even take advantage of like the ad-free version of the podcast i'm like what are you doing i i, I totally don't <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, because you got to get the link and it's, it's just so much easier to just like get, a, get the normal one. Uh, but uh, and then um, so, I, yeah, well, I, as you know, and I and, and and listeners can like see if I hold to this. <laughs> I have a lovely Panasonic plasma mm. still that mm. is beautiful and works great. Yep. And when it dies, I'll go OLED. But until it dies, it ain't happening. Panasonic Plasma, the best black, inky black levels before OLED came around. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, I had a Panasonic yeah, as well, and I love that thing. Yeah. And you can you you can already hear how Brian gets me to buy stuff because he says, until OLED came around. So, so it's like, <laughs> look, man, I, I, I think that's a nice TV. It's not, it's not as good as it could be. But if you want to not have the best, it's cool. Just do that. I know. I'm saying when you're ready to buy. I'm never (laughs) – I mean I bought a Panasonic Plasma. The reason why I sold mine is because I moved and I was like a long time ago. I moved and I knew that, hey, my next TV is going to be OLED. This is the perfect time to just unload this TV because it was – the Plasma TVs back in the day too, they're big and heavy. Like they're bigger. They're a lot heavier. It was too hard to move. It's like – six inches seven inches <laughs> off of the wall i mean it's crazy how much it, it, it sticks out yeah it looks like a it looks like a dinosaur when you when you go and see the even the tcl <laughs> in the other room that's like flat against the wall and and it's got no bevel <laughs> yep it's really nice it's really nice so yeah anyways gil thanks again for being on the show um thanks for the uh the remix edition of the show <laughs> Hopefully we were just as as uh, quick and energetic as we were the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we, so, there might have been a joke or two we missed from the first round. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it can't be this. It can never be the same. But hey, thanks so much, bro. Really appreciate it. We always love having you on the show, and we will absolutely have you back. So uh, thanks for hanging out, man. All right, thanks for having me. See ya. All right, always fun as usual to talk to my buddy Gil. Just talking shop about all things going on around the world and Apple, and what next thing I want him to buy. All right, everybody, just want to say also thank you to our Patreon supporters at the Platinum Apple level. That is the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Eric Cohen. Thank you to them and also all of you 
for your continued generous support for allowing me to do this during these crazy wild times. Also, if you still want to be a supporter, again, everything I do is completely independent. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how to do it. Starting at the $2, 5 10 25 and $100 level, you get early access to content, benefit at each level, and then also a completely ad-free version of the show. All right, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Take care, be safe, and we will talk to you soon. That's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.